0: Good Vibe University.
1: All right, so this is Jeanette, and we've gathered here for our Masters of Creation monthly call. And I was going to share this in chat room before we officially started the call, but it's so related to what I wanted to talk about today because I came straight from another call. It was the the call, the monthly call that I do with Kim at for Good Vibe Astrology. And in the oh my gosh, we can you hear? Guess how the call went? How would you guys guess the call went based on how I was talking about it there? We had, I started off and Kim tried to steer me away. I said, Kim, we've got to have a better plan for the circus that we experience every time we do one of these calls of trying to get people's charts shared in a way that we can look at a chart. We can all look at a chart while we talk about what's going on with the stars. And she said, oh, how about if we set an intention? Da da, da. She tried. And I was like, well, here's why it's hard. (laughs) It's hard because the gallery is for members only, and the instructions that we get for sharing a chart are for members only, and yet it's a public call. So here she is trying to steer me towards a place that would be better. But no, I'm insisting on pointing out why this is a challenge. All right, so that was her first thing. And then over, I don't know, 10 minutes into the call, and her power goes out. So we lose her on the phone and in chat room. And this is not a call I can fill in for her on. I cannot fill in for her on i call on a savvy creator to to um step in because i know another person there who knows her stuff she won't talk because her ex-boyfriend is on the call and she doesn't like him well he decides to chime in and i know they got a thing there so if he talks too much the other girl goes sure enough she hangs up and then um and then uh, kim does finally get back and then and then there was another thing oh she i I was trying to share links. She couldn't see them in chat rooms, so she can't see people's charts. Even though I've got them right there, she can't see it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'll email you. I email her. And my email gets rejected. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I give up. And Kim says, oh, try sharing again. I'm like, no, I'm officially done. I'm officially upstream. I'm not sharing another damn link. I don't think I swore on the call. But um, my normal self would be like, you know what, Jeanette, don't, don't get upset here. It's going to set a tone for the call that isn't going to help anyone. Certainly not going to help Kim. It's not going to make. It's not going to be good for anyone else to hear you get irritated. And yet, <laughs> I've recently been confronted with the uh, with the consequences. <laughs> I was going to say ramifications, the results of trying to manage those feelings in an what I would consider an LOA savvy way. That's what I want to talk about here today. In fact, what I wanted to do was start off with a different story. Before we do, though, let's just say hi to everyone who's here. I see, um, I know Ming is tuned in. Hey, Ming. Yes, hi. Thanks for dialing to here. in today. Yeah. Uh, and Amina, I see Amina in chat room. Are you dialed in? I'm here. Yay, thanks for making it. Hi, everyone. I'm looking forward to hearing from you on this one. And also, is that Jackie I see in Illinois?
2: Yes, it is. I was just Yay. muted for a moment.
1: I was just muted for a moment. A fire truck went by. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, who else is dialed in? Carrie. Carrie. Oh, my God. You guys, okay, this is exactly who I want to talk to you about this because, look, I spent the better part of, okay, I might be exaggerating if I said two days, by a lot of time going through Abraham material trying to find a quote from them saying why we got to feel our bad feelings. I didn't find anything, but let me, let me share a story. This is why, this is our topic. I, pre, I preempted what our, uh, our, the original subject I had planned for us. I was like, no, I got to talk to you guys about this. Because here's what went down. Some of you might have heard me, heard bits and pieces of this in other conversations. But I'll tell a short version. For a while, I've been tell, I'd been telling the Russ is a jerk story. And I know from past experience, I've got 10 years in with this guy. I have, I know from past experience... When I tell a different story, I get a different boyfriend. I recently decided I don't like that. I ha- I don't like that. I have to be so diligent about telling a good story about him because if if I go, if I get off of it, he defaults to an asshole. Okay, that's my story. That's part of my story. If I'm not consciously working him to be a good guy, oh my god, the guy who shows up, I not want. I want no part of. And I finally said, I'm sick sick and tired of having to constantly activate this. He's a good guy story in order to have a good guy. Done. Like Abraham saying, yes, you can manifest a gourmet meal at McDonald's, but why don't you just go to the gourmet restaurant? I'm down with that. Okay. (laughs) So everyone knows I got a lot of energy in my Russ is a jerk story. And and I was redirecting those thoughts. Like I, I, I even got coaching from Lisa. It was all about well, hello, we can only, all he can be is an asshole when you're telling what an asshole story is. She gave me the homework. Cast him as the hero. I did it. Oh, half-heartedly two times, oh my gosh, the guy that showed up was, hello, he started to be a fabulous guy. And I'm like, oh my god, I know this routine. I so know this. And and I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just, I'm not doing this anymore. And there may be some payoffs that were flowing there for me keeping him to be a bad guy, because it guarantees I get out of this thing once and for all. But, um, what happened then was uh, so. Oh, I, I'm, but I, I'm also trying not to get out of control with my stuff because conscious creator training. Find a thought that feels better. Don't think thoughts that don't feel good. And when I think the thought, "Oh my God, what a jerk! He's driving me crazy. I cannot wait till I'm out of here." Those thoughts don't feel fabulous. So, I'm trying not to think them. Trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. And uh, I wouldn't say I'm doing. I'm very effective at that. Because one day. Uh, he said the wrong th- He said a lot of wrong things. It was about that dog that I found on the way back from a house hunting trip an hour and a half away. I tried to leave this dog in a safe. He was on the freeway. I drove him to a place where he was a little safer. I, 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 I was there for like 30 minutes with this dog trying to figure out what to do. It's, it's Easter. There's no, the shelter's not going to be open. I, I, fi- okay, fine. I tried to drive away. I don't feel good about it. I finally go back. He jumps right in my car. I'm like, oh, my God, you've got to come home with me. We go, I bring him home. Russ is so mad. I got this guy, this dog home. He's so furious. He's like, blankety, blank, blank. Okay, he maybe wasn't using swear words, but um, he was mad. And I was like, it's one night. It's- oh, I'm sorry. My cats now think I'm mad at them. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not mad at you. I'm just closing the door. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, he says he, he said, like, after a dozen mean things, I, f- I, f- I finally had enough. And I yelled at him, I yelled at him, that I hated him, and I was mad at myself for still being here, and I threw my cookie at him. I had like a half-eaten cookie, and I threw it at him. Okay, guys, I'm a, I, I, I know we don't, that was really out of character for me. It was really, really, I mean, I know I don't like him that much, but for me to be this, shouting, hate, throwing,
3: cookies,
1: <laughs> not cool I was like what oh my god Jeanette you've lost your mind <laughs> and um, I asked myself what the hell how did I get here like really is this in you what and I thought I, maybe I've just been repressing so much like maybe I've been trying not to hate him so much that I've just been I've been attracting it because we know what you resist persists and maybe I just was really not comfortable with acknowledging that I hate this guy I hate this guy with every <laughs> maybe I don't know and, and I wondered, and then I asked myself, well, okay, so what, what do I what's the remedy here? Do I just need to tell him that I hate him every day so I'm not shouting it and throwing things at him? And I was like, well, maybe you do. I was open. I was open to maybe I do have to just tell him once a day, dude, I really hate you. Maybe I do. But, but what I, when he wasn't here and I would have a feeling of a thought of hate for him, instead of like trying to phew, drop it, disown it, just distract, instead I was just like, I was like, you know what? It's okay that you hate him. I was owning it, right? I was feeling it. I was acknowledging it. I was letting it be okay. Even though it's not cool for the good vibe coach to hate <laughs> and to throw cookies, I was letting it be okay. And then, um, and then okay, I, I forgot in the backstory here, you guys, when we first broke up, I didn't want to move. I love this place so much. I didn't want to move. I really, really, really didn't want to move. The second time we broke up, I still didn't want to move. And I was like, I'm waiting him out. In fact, I'm going to give him incentive to get out of here. I started dating because I know he won't stick around to watch this, and he didn't go. And he didn't go. So we were like, what's it called? At a standoff? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, well, I know he he doesn't even like it here. He doesn't want this house. We only got this house because of me with animals. He'll no, he's not going. And I waited him out for years, you guys. Finally, before I realized he's really not going, I'm going to have to move. And I've been house hunting. Since okay so but but originally all i wanted was please for the love of god just move and um and after i said it was okay for me to hate him i would that was my little mantra i'd be out pulling weeds and i'd think of something about him that would make me so mad and and i'd be like it's okay that you hate him right now it's okay that you feel that way about him and within two days of that he emailed me and he said do you just want me to move i'm gonna cry (laughs) because that's what i wanted for so many years all i wanted was for him to go and here he's finally doing it after two days of me letting myself hate him. Wow. I was like, okay, this, is this coincidence? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe there's something else. Maybe he doesn't want any more cookies thrown at him. Maybe he's worried. You know, I don't know. And maybe there's something else happening. But I, I had to wonder. I had to wonder about all this. I'm telling you guys, I went through so much Abraham material trying to find their advice on. Because I know Bashar says it. You cannot change what you do not own. So many spiritual teachers are all about you got to feel these feelings. You 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 you, you got to Martha Beck. You could take 90 seconds to feel it now, or be stuck in it for a decade. Everyone talks about how important it is to feel what you feel, but I couldn't find much wisdom from Abraham around that. Everything they said, I have so many quotes here that's to the opposite and, and basically supporting everything I'd been practicing, saying things like. Oh, let me just scroll down and find some. Um, if you can control your feelings, it will get better. Uh, you, don't, you don't want your emotions to follow observations. You want your emotions. I could go on, but you guys, you guys know Abraham material, right? It's all about find a, find a thought that feels better. Don't add to the momentum. You're going to get whatever you focus on. They, I, can't, I couldn't find them talking about, well, yeah, you've got you to gotta feel that feeling before you try and shift it. But do you guys know something about Abraham that I don't know? Can you guys quote them along these lines the way we would we hear from so many other spiritual teachers?
4: seems this is Terry. It seems to me that I heard something about that somewhere along the line, but there's no way I could quote it um, yeah i I would have I would have thought I'd have found something like even
1: if it isn't their main message, surely they've mentioned it somewhere.
4: Yeah,
1: I didn't find it. I didn't this find is, it. This is Amina.
3: Do, do you think that, I mean, it sounds like in your example, your better feeling soft was a quote-unquote negative thought.
1: Oh, my God. Amina, okay, that's exactly it. Oh, my gosh, that's exactly it. Because we have heard Abraham talk about how, look, if you don't let yourself feel anger or revenge or, you know, some of those feelings that are not so nice that we've been trained out of, you cannot make your way up the vibrational scale. Yeah, it, the
4: ladder, the scale, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: you're right, Amina. So the disconnect for me was that I knew the thought that was supposed to feel better, and that's where I went, but I probably wasn't being honest with myself about how what really feels better is to just let myself, like, really, truly, honestly be angry or honestly resentful. I say that, and yet those of you who have been around me for a while know that, like, I didn't shy away from that stuff. I've told a lot of stories of that stuff, but maybe I just didn't do it justice. I don't know. Or maybe I had new material that needed to be cleared out. I don't know. Oh. But the, yeah. whole, the whole experience made me think that, um, all right, so it wherever I'm trying to make it prettier than it is, like don't fool yourself about what a better feeling thought actually is, girl. Because, oh, how many times have we heard this? In fact, I have some old blog posts in my homework. I ran across some of my some of my own posts, and I was quoting – Someone who had said she was so worried about money, so, so, so worried about money, and she was she knew, don't entertain those thoughts because that's just going to manifest it, so don't go there. But when she finally, one night in the dark, said to her boyfriend how how afraid she was of their finances, she said she felt like immediate relief. Haven't we all had that experience? Yeah. Like when you speak yeah. to the thing, it's like that's what breaks the evil spell of it. Yeah. And and maybe it isn't that we have to speak to it, but just to acknowledge it, you know, just to own, okay, this is how I feel right now. And let that be okay rather than, oh, that's not very good. I better turn that around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hey,
0: Jeanette, this is Shannon.
1: Shannon, so glad you could make it.
0: Hi. Um, So I can't give any specific Abraham quotes, but I can, um, it seems like what you're talking about is just being comfortable with wherever you are so something else can move in. So releasing the resistance against the negative thought.
1: I'm in agreement.
0: Yes, I am and, in I agreement. Mean, I, I I personally have had a lot of experience with just having to kind of own the emotion um, and, you know, just getting through the emotion and honoring it and being okay with it and then allowing, allowing that to happen or whatever I need to come next, but the longer I push against
1: the mm-hmm. negative
0: emotion or, or whatever, it prolongs the well, arrival of what I actually want.
1: Shannon, this is exactly why. I don't know if you heard at the top of the call. I started this off with about a story about how I just hung up from another call with Kim, where I had w- gotten frustrated <clears throat> with our technology that wasn't working, and instead of me trying to keep my cool. I just said on a recorded call, I'm done. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I did. And I was like, oh, girl, I don't know if you should be doing that.
4: But
1: yeah. because, you know, we're in, uh, and, and the, ju- uh, the judgment I've had about the things I get mad about. The other day I was peeling an egg and I didn't like how it was peeling. My mom made, I had Easter eggs for my mom. And I, don't, I do not know how she boiled her freaking, listen to me, what kind of diva gets mad because an egg doesn't peel properly? I made boiled eggs. They peel. They peel fabulously. Got, what's it called that egg timer thing? Oh my God, it's amazing. But I was getting mad about my Joe ate half that egg because I got sick and tired of trying to peel it properly. So I, I'm I'm thinking, look, you're not supposed to get mad about this stuff. But look at what happened when I was trying not to be. I was trying not to be what I was on the subject of rust. And I wonder if that's what kept me, if that's what kept us stuck here for years together, when the secret all along was just to shout out loud how much I hated him.
5: Oh, my God, I'd have done that a long time ago. You know, know, Jeanette, you sound so free. You um, are <laughs> so freaking free. I mean, you made me laugh so hard. My stomach was hurting. And, you know, it reminds me And when I was going through my divorce and I was talking to you about it. And remember, I, I, I was the same way. And, you know, I think, I think I was even afraid to, like, type certain things out to you so I could only say them to you on the phone because I freaking really, I just wanted the guy gone. Sometimes I wished he was dead. But, you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of, and I was just kind of, maybe I should be thinking that. I'm, you know, as a raised Christian, I shouldn't be doing that. That's bad. But I, you know, I finally, you know, when I finally just said, I just want him out. And remember I told you the house cost him out. I literally could feel my house oh, coughing yeah. him out of my house. And he <laughs> left. I mean, you know, and I'm glad he didn't die in transition
4: <laughs> and everything else.
5: But I was just like, I think, you know, I just ended up feeling every feeling. It was just like, you know how they say there's that really fine line between love and hate. I really experienced because there was a time in my mm. life when we really loved him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I knew, like, I was like, there is that fine, fine line. And I was like, you know, and we used to talk about it too. Like, our, my vibration is too high. He can't, he can't keep up with me. And so it's kind of like, but yet we can't stay in the same you know, we just couldn't stay Thanks. in the same mm-hmm. space anymore. It was like either he was, he was, you know, and you know my story. I wasn't giving up the house, so <laughs> you know, eventually, you know, you know the story. We were not together anymore. But I'm telling you, I think, I think releasing all of those feelings and even my rant last night, right? Didn't I? I was on a total rant last night. I to stop <laughs> you were, here. I right? And did I not write okay. the proper rant? I mean, I just t- took it, you know, hold off the stops. I was just, like pissed off. And I, you know, and then i then never felt, and I wanted to make you laugh because I, re- I read it and I'm like, you know, Ming, you have really like this. And I thought, this is good. This is a proper rant. I'm giving this every, every, you know, ounce of juice that I have so I can release it. And today, I was like, I don't even care about this stupid thing, you know? Oh my God. Okay. So has, has everyone
1: here experienced that, whether it was a good cry? or having some sort of a hissy fit we have a call in the gbu archives about the power of tantrums and hissy oh, fits
4: this is has scary. everyone experienced that
1: about yeah. how much better Jeanette to get Jeanette, yeah
4: this is Terry. Yeah. yeah you have no idea how perfect this conversation is tonight. oh for real okay. <laughs> i'm not the only one <laughs> no my god i mean i you know i you know i broke up with my boyfriend like three or four weeks ago and mm-hmm. he emailed me again yesterday um, he wanted to share with me that he, he told his son he was bisexual. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you told him. I don't care if it was a good response. I never want to have to deal with this ever again in a partner. You know, it's like I just was so pissed off when I saw that email. and And then I just started to cry. And then I just Ooh. got upset all over again about every little – thing and again I didn't sleep well last night and it's like oh my god what is wrong with me that I just can't just let this go and move on for god's sake
1: well let's talk about it because maybe it isn't that we I don't think it is it realistic you guys that we could just have one one night of crying and be done or is it like a process kind of like grieving you know like maybe Mm -hmm. it's something that takes more than one day, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right answer. That might be a limiting belief. I don't know.
4: Well, it definitely like, hasn't been one night for me because I, I just keep, you know, I'll go along and I mean, I had a great week last week, and then it'll just like all of a sudden, I don't know what happens. I start thinking about something and I just start to cry. And I just, well, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, you know. I want to ask
1: you guys. Oh, I'm sorry, Terry. I, I was. I'm thinking of the Tom Stone teaching, mm-hmm. of how he, what I've learned. What I one of the things that he said that that I remember most strongly was that feeling his feeling your feelings instruction. And he said in his recording that if you if you feel like crying, that means you're bouncing around the edges of it. You're not in the center of it. When you go to the center you might resist it because you might be afraid you're going to be overwhelmed. But if you go to the center, um, you're safe there. It's like being in the eye of the storm. But if right. you're crying, it's because you're not in the center. Right. Carrie, you are familiar with his teaching. So yes, what do you core make of that? Energy.
4: That's called a core energy. That's what he, he would call a core energy. And um, it, um, that's why in, in in his coaching techniques, you know, you stop people from crying and you you tell them to just feel into where it is in your body, and there's usually a tightness or something, and that's where you need to go. Um, and I, I mean, I've been doing this this coaching work for what five years now, and 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 yet there are times that I know that that I just need to let myself cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm... you can't always just go to the, the that that. That core space, and just sometimes it's appropriate to just cry. And I mean, I can muscle test all that, but I don't want to. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like I don't want to. I want to just let myself be. You know? Mm. And if I, and yet I'm, I'm, t- I'm getting tired of. I'm feeling like I'm getting tired of being in this place. And I know that that a lot of my sadness has to do with other things and past things um you know stuff to do with my dad and I and I even talked to my coach today about um you know my fear of being alone and my my scarcity issues around men because I live in the middle of fucking nowhere excuse my mm-hmm. language
0: mm-hmm. you know
4: I live in this small beautiful little town and I have a gorgeous little home but the kinds of people and men that I'm looking for where are they they're not here <laughs> that's been my my whole mm-hmm. point of view, you know. And it's like, you know, you, Jeanette, you were talking about, you know, you are a men a magnet, you know. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, how does she do that? I I'm so in scarcity about it. It's, it's
1: oh, absurd. we should we should t- uh, share some notes with each other because I actually was looking to get some coaching from Lisa. She had a she was doing a coach student call. And it was recorded for instructional purposes. She needed a client. I was like, Oh my God, I want to be the client because I know myself. Well, I'm such, I, I know as soon as I move, there will be men on the scene and I want to be in a healthy place for that to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, I believe it so strongly. Like I don't, it's, it's an, it's, harder for me not to have a man in my life than it is to have one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is associated with my Libra sun story, mm-hmm. but I don't think it necessarily serves me. Like here I am, like you better, you might want a new game plan, Jeanette, once your mm-hmm. slate is clear here because that might not be the way to go with the vibration you got flowing now. I don't yeah. think this is where you want to invite a guy in. Well, you know? yeah.
4: And that's, you know, I, I learned so much from being with this guy and, and you know, I'm I'm like still unraveling and looking at things and, and kind of um you know, like what was my vibration that I that I attracted someone like this? And um you know, bisexuality was not on my man list. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was never crossed my mind. And mm. yet there was such an an energetic pull between us when we met. It was unbelievably strong. And and I followed that even though I had so many reservations about being with him. Mm-hmm. And I tried. And, I, and, you know, I was kicking myself thinking that I, that, that I even went there. And a friend of mine said something really wonderful to me that really mattered. He said, I applaud you for giving it a whirl, mm-hmm. for trying, you know, for trying it, trying it. What? There was no harm in trying it. You know, I mean, it's like well,
1: we'd have nothing but regrets if we didn't, right? Yeah,
4: uh, I mean, and
1: we didn't answer that call from the heart. That's yeah, the crime.
4: Yeah. So, um, and and my coach said to me today, you know, she says you wanted something then, and but you want something different now. And well, I and okay. So, so,
1: Terry, your your answer to the question, because and I and I love your perspective on this because you guys, Terry, w- worked closely with Tom Stone. So your take on it, though, because I have, ever since I learned that from him, I sometimes find myself in judgment when I'm crying. I'm like, oh, you're not doing yes. it right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, but I do you, that too. But you are, you, are, you are just perfectly comfortable to just let yourself, let those tears flow and not feel like uh, you're sp- there's a better way to do this.
4: Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> because I, get, I, I, I somehow
1: get that. I somehow I really get the value of of just a, to – let your let what's the phrase when we just let ourselves have a good crying
4: yeah just session. ball. you know i mean just really let yourself get into it because i feel things so deeply you know i mean I, I and i i don't um i think i've been kind of um thinking like like my coach was saying that i i kind of overreact to things you know often <laughs> um by way of avoiding something else and mm-hmm. so I've been kind of exploring that for quite some time. But at the same time, I, I also know that I'm a very, very feeling-oriented person and I feel things very deeply. And I think that there are times when I just really need to let myself feel things as deeply well, as I possibly can. Terry, you, you might not
1: be familiar with this, but Aretha, Aretha Callison, is that her last name, you guys, at GVU, she, who's very familiar with Gay Hendricks' work, talks about how to overreact on purpose, like how to how to exaggerate it to feel it fully, uh-huh. like not just like stomping around the house and being like using your getting your body into it uh-huh. and and over exaggerating, like you were on stage, you know, trying to make sure the person in the nosebleed seats can understand what your emotion is, uh-huh. like emoting it in a very strong way as a processing method.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Is anyone here familiar with that? Can, can yes, you speak I, I mean,
4: I actually have. I experienced that many years ago um, in a, a seminar that I did, and um, we, it was called Anger Love, and we were supposed to highly emote both anger at one point and love at and another. And it is very freeing. It is absolutely very freeing.
1: So, all right, my question to you guys is we, we all are also all savvy creators here. So how much steering of those thoughts I and Amina, it might just come back to what you said, and that's just to have a stronger awareness about which thought really truly feels better. Not the one that, you know, you'd you'd be willing to post on Facebook, but the one you would never share. That maybe that's what it is. Because I was thinking I, I, that I might have gone wrong in just too much refocusing or redirecting work when what I really need to do is let them rip. But letting them rip, even when they weren't politically or socially correct, that might have been the better feeling thought is what I heard you say when I asked how do we square this mm-hmm. with Abraham teachings.
3: Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, this isn't directly Abraham, but I think this is what, and, and I, by the way, in the midst of the joy challenge, spent two full days crying including on a Southwest flight. I just went ahead and put the tray table down, put my arm on the tray table, put my head in my arm and just sat there and cried. And I was like, yep, it's a show for anybody who wants to show on <laughs> I'm like, they won't know if I'm going through something, if I have a sick kid. I'm like, they won't know, so everyone will be just fine. I'm just going to cry my eyes. They won't know that I'm crying. But you know what I was crying about? And I really think that this is what it boils down to. I was crying because I realized how much I've been lying to myself.
5: Uh, and really? And
3: I feel like, I have so many, you know, there's so many, I, I do a lot of work with Jack Canfield, right? So I've got all these people come into the Jack world, and we're supposed to use affirmations, we're supposed to do the mirror work, and we're supposed to meditate every day, and blah, 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 and never use can't, and never use won't, and all this other stuff. And there's people who literally hang themselves on trying to do every one of Jack's principles perfectly every single day. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind them, and myself, too, like, he didn't come up with this over, like he didn't come up with this one day and then start practicing it the next day and became like Jack Canfield. Like he went through a lifetime of experiences to put this book together. So I think it's that line to yourself, like, you know, it's like this is how yeah. I'm feeling about the situation mm-hmm. right now. And it's not that, you know, it's not, what I want to create and it's not what I want to manifest. But there's so many people who are like, I can't think that because I'm going to manifest it. And I'm like, well, that thought 10 times worse than just thinking it. Like, just think it and then just undo, undo later when you're ready to let it go than to be worried about what you're thinking. It's it's the diet thing. Like, I can't eat a cupcake because I'm going to gain weight and then you eat 50. You know? (laughs) Right. It's like, just eat the cupcake in this moment. Because what's called for in this moment is feeling angry. And,
1: and again, responsibly, right? I
3: mean, it's Or
1: I was going to say responsibly, four halves of different flavored cupcakes. That sounds like responsible cupcake <laughs> eating to me. I so love that. Well,
3: well but it is responsible. And I think we've all been, you know, Jeanette, you're, it was funny when you talked about throwing the cookie. I mean, and my whole thing about crying for two days. Well, I've been lying to myself for two years, which then turns out to crying for two days. But if I had mm. told myself the truth every day during those two years there might have been some tears or some whatevers along the path but there wouldn't be a two-day shutdown and I think that that I think it's funny that the Kim call got moved because I I person my personal belief and I'm not an astrologer is that's the whole point of astrology it's like you have
2: all these opportunities to
3: move in the right direction and if you don't well guess what folks eclipse is coming and you are going to get moved (laughs) with you too what happened with me it's like yeah i told you to go left 600 times you didn't listen now you're going left congratulations
4: yeah i, I yeah. can relate to that because that's that's i mean i think that one of the biggest things i learned from this experience is that i have to start paying attention to what my gut's telling me because i ignored it and i tried to force an outcome for months with this relationship and you know where it got me it got me sick Mm -hmm. physically ill. So to the point where I had to go find, you know, this guy, uh, in-depth nutrition uh, uh, homeopath guy who could, who's got me on this incredible complex regimen at the moment to try and help my body to heal from from my adrenal fatigue and my thyroid and my blah, blah, blah. I got all this stuff going on mm-hmm. and leaky gut, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's where, that is what ignoring my gut got me.
5: Mm. I was just well, going to say that, Jeanette. You know, remember when I was going through that stuff the last two years, I cried every single day for two years, every day, every day. Cried, I mean cried And I remember my best friend, Candy, told me, she goes, when she met me, she goes, I've never seen anybody cry so much in their life. And it made me sad to hear that. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, you cry all the time. And I, and you know, I remember talking to you about it after coming out of it. And you know what you said? Do you remember what you said to me? You Uh -uh. told me, you go, you said, Ming, if you wouldn't have cried, I think you would have gotten really sick. Oh, Yep, yeah, yep. And when I came out of it, and I remember I sold my house, and I moved out of California, I moved to Washington, what happened is I st- I got that nodule in my neck, remember? hmm mm-hmm. And it was my thyroid, and it was saying, hey, you need to talk. You need to speak your mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. You need to confront, you know, And because I had my sister-in-law is a medical intuitive, so she came and told me, and she did this session with me, and she's like, Ming ah." Uh, you ignored this part mm-hmm. because, you know, you didn't deal with this part of your house. And so your thyroid's now telling you. And I started doing some work with it. And then I got the biopsy and I had all this stuff done and then it went away. But uh, and I'm, I, you know, so I'm all for crying. I I think it's a good hey, release. I,
1: I want to ask, uh, Shannon, about what she's learned at Landmark about this feeling, feelings, but did you guys see the Anderson Cooper interview with his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt?
5: Yes, I saw it.
1: Did you see when she was talking about the death of her son? It was his older brother, right? Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. he
1: jumped off the balcony right in front of her and yep. um, he asked her how she how she handled it and she said, well, I cried. Should i I went to bed and I just cried? Should I think I cried for three weeks straight? Should mm-hmm. I don't really know how long it was and then and then she said, and after that i ha- she said, and I haven't cried since
4: mm-hmm. yes, yep,
1: yes, yes,
4: yep.
5: that was very powerful.
4: well, that's what I'm thinking, you know that if i maybe I just really need to let myself feel the sorrow of this and just
5: let it
1: go. throw some cookies maybe yeah right
4: <laughs> and but in the meantime I I've, I've expressed well, maybe that. violence doesn't have to be in part of everyone's uh, process <laughs> well unfortunately i don't i don't have to see him you know he doesn't yeah. live near me but but i did i did express that every time he's been in touch with me since we broke up it, i have gotten very upset and and haven't slept so um i think thinking maybe he's got the message that you know, it's really over here, folks. <laughs> yeah, and, and
1: uh, at yeah. least maybe for now. You know, and Abraham would say that we're just using them as excuses to cut ourselves off from our connection to source. Yep. Abraham would say, "You got so much momentum built up there, and next time, what take a nap and wake up when you when you wake up when you got this clean slate, try and get some positive momentum going." I know this because I searched so much trying to hear them give approval to just be truly pissed off at something yeah
5: actually
0: when when you go to sleep they say you wake up where you where you left off yeah so you might that's where the whole focus wheel going up and down the emotional chain comes in because you if you go towards the bottom of the chain and you go to sleep they say you're likely to go you're likely to wake
1: up in the same place right where you left it yeah. So Shannon, does Landmark have any teachings that are insightful or helpful for this subject?
0: Um,
1: I think it's mostly
0: kind of being present to what is. Um, so there's there's a god awful chair example that they use over and over and over again, but
1: um, but it, you know it, what I remember from my from my uh, forum. They had us do the – or maybe it was the advanced course, but they had us do an exercise where they paired us up and they said your homework is to, to, to your partner. You're going to tell your sad story or your angry story, whatever it is you're upset about. You can tell it over and over, and their person doesn't respond. The key yeah. is they cannot be and, – and you do it over and over and over until the charge is gone, and then you will no longer have a charge on this subject. And who, the guy – they paired me up with someone. We did our homework – and um, but they called me, they asked me to sit with someone else, because this other person, no matter how oh, I remember who it was, no matter how many times he told his story he didn 't lose the charge so yeah. they like they like told me they said, "Look, can you sit out in the hall with him and hear his story don 't react don 't react I know how to do this. I just did it with my partner, but um, he never lost his charge. It was interesting but but for everyone else, it was really effective that whole process of I think Getting the point sick of that. Yeah. Yeah,
4: so it's, yeah um, he, he has what we call a gatekeeper. <laughs> <Her>?
1: Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I think I
4: kind of intuitively understand that, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was um you know, that was that would be my take on it, that um uh, he was so identified with that being a part of who he is and was that he he felt that if he let it go, he would be losing a part of who he is.
1: Oh, that's
0: yeah. really... Oh, he sad. was he was yeah. too caught up in living his story instead of living the truth.
1: It, it was his yeah. It was his story. He had he'd written something. He got accused of plagiarism. He got sued, and he, it ruined him. Oh gosh, it ruined him for yeah. years. No more than
0: that. The so, so one thing that that has resonated with me is this god awful chair exercise, but it's it's acknowledging that and I'm just going to imagine a chair placed in front of me. Mm-hmm. So imagine that there's a chair in front of you, and you're saying, yes, I acknowledge this chair. I don't care if, you know, if the chair is good or bad, but I acknowledge the chair. By acknowledging the chair, you're saying, yes, you're there. No, you're not a threat to me. You are what you are. And then by moving the chair to the side, you now have space, to then create something new. So you're releasing resistance to the fact that the chair was there because you've acknowledged it and you're okay with it. You've made peace with it. But now you have less resistance and you have kind of an empty space to say, all right, now what
1: next? And that's the name of our game, isn't it, Shannon? I mean, as conscious creators, releasing resistance.
4: Mm.
1: That's the name of the whole
4: game. (laughs)
0: stupid exercise or a stupid example but for some reason like the chair thing really resonated with me because i can see i can see a number of places where i have just been so caught up in acknowledging that something is there but letting that hold me back from either taking action or having an emotion or what have you instead of acknowledging it and saying it is what it is now i'm moving forward i've let it hold me back from you know, whatever, whatever it is that's holding me back. So making peace with it versus, um, you know, letting it, continuing to, to bump up against
1: it. You know, back to what you said, Shannon, about releasing resistance. I know Abraham has said, or at least they didn't correct a hot seater who I believed was quoting Abraham Wisdom when she said, I know crying is all about releasing resistance. That, mm-hmm. that does sound like an Abraham teaching, Right. Yes. So I don't I don't know um, I don't know about this uh, Jackie I know you're muted but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and is Barbara tuned in is Barbara or is she only oh, in chat I, Jackie's here Yay what are your thoughts girlfriend Let's hear from you Oh gosh I really don't have I don't really have any right at the moment Do you do you enjoy a really Do you know
2: how to throw a proper tantrum You know I think my tantrum was kind of short because last i'm I'm not really being but last Friday, when I took my first Excel exam, yeah oh and I had
1: gotten, yeah. like
2: because oh. I had had not worked on Excel for like five years or more, right? so I needed to take a test on it, so I spent a lot of time the day before like all these videos working through stuff, but I got to the test and I got seventy percent and I was like, oh my God, I'm not gonna get this job It's like you know. All this time, I was just, I was exhausted.
1: Because backstory, like, you
2: guys, they, they had
1: specifically asked about Jackie's Excel skills for this interview. So Jackie's like, all right, well, I'm going to get my skills. Like, watch me go. I'm going to nail this, right? Kind of, sort
2: of, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't as, <laughs> so I was doing all those Excel macros and V lookups and pivot tables and all this stuff in, like, a day, right? And I, so I, one in I was like, oh. Like seventy percent—that's an awful score. I'm not going to get this job. I cried, you know, for like fifteen minutes. But I was kind of out of it fast because then I was like, "Wait a minute, intermediate—you know, intermediate—a C is not bad for one day. Going from zero to a C oh, in one day is not right. bad. You know, this isn't terrible. I then, then, I don't know. Then the idea it just occurred really to me. Tough. Well, I know it's like okay, this is better. Then I thought, well, maybe I can just ask for a redo. I think it. your willingness to cry for 15 minutes is what
1: gave you access to those better feeling thoughts. Because if you were trying think, not to yeah. be upset about it,
4: yeah. I don't
2: know how
1: successful you would have
4: been.
2: But you know what? And I was trying and I think I only was successful at crying and just letting it out because I worked myself up. Like I was just like exhausted by that point Friday morning. Because so mm-hmm. I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time on Thursday with, all this training and stayed up late and stuff, right? And I'm taking this early and just want, you know, I was just exhausted. So I think that just kind of what I learned from it, like, wow, this crying stuff isn't isn't such a bad thing, right? I like, <laughs> Let's just let it go maybe sooner because I don't have to get to an exhausted point. So I'm I'm having so much fun with the thought of
1: how to throw a tantrum. 101 like you know, cause so many of us are taught how to be nice how to keep yeah. your cool how to keep it together we are but mm-hmm. but how to feel it and and so one of the things we hear all the time is to name it is to tame it right just by by giving your emotion a label i what what's the purpose of that i know i hear that a lot but what why are we doing that is it is it to process the feeling or is or is it to sidestep it? I'm not sure what that would do. I I personally think if I'm upset, if I just take a moment to say, Oh wow, look oh it happened with my mouse. Oh my god, my mouse again, acting so crazy. And um and I got so mad I was I was holding her and I was holding her and I knew if I had a safe place to throw her, I would do it. But I was too close to two walls. But I could <laughs> feel it in me that I wanted to throw her. And um and I uh, and I was like, whoa, you are angry. And I put the mouse down. and I was like, you might want to check yourself. Okay, that's probably not how to throw a proper a throwing I mean, to feel it properly, if I were going to exaggerate it on purpose, it, or maybe I don't need to do it that way, the, the Gay Hendrix way. Maybe all I need to do is just be like, wow, you are angry. Like, like the whole story I tell every time when I was sad after my dog died, and I was like, whoa, I can even believe how sad you are. Like, I was just present to the sadness, and there weren't any tears involved. And it passed within a matter of a couple minutes. I mean, it was so, it was, it was so incredibly intense but swift, I and I was just what, present.
4: I think that's what Tom always said, too, that the goal is, is, is not to avoid the feelings but to feel everything fully, and that way it doesn't become emotional um, baggage.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: All right, so feeling it fully that just calls for us to take a pause in whatever we're doing or working on and to, to be present to it, right? Cuz I mean, I think we can't multitask our way through feeling feelings, doesn't it don't you think it requires a willingness to let this be what we're doing right now?
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, I've I started to just go ahead and let myself have the mini tantrum and walk away if I need to. And
1: I that's kind of what I did on that call with Kim, where I basically said, "I'm done. Not sharing any more links.
4: Tired. Upstream. Officially. Mute." <laughs> I am mean, I my sticks. I I could never have an argument with with my boyfriend. He just wanted everything to be okay all the time, and I'm I'm a sag. I'm fiery. I I gotta mm. yell sometimes. You know, what I mean, it's like I gotta get stuff out. And I, in the end, I just felt. So so suppressed and so like squashed. I just wanted to just burst. I couldn't stand it anymore. Wow. Yeah, I just I mean, I need to talk about things. I need to express how I'm feeling. And the more I bottle up things, the you know, the more it just builds and builds until I just explode. And and I just and there were things in the relationship that I just needed to talk about and and it just I felt like I was walking on eggshells all the time. And it was like, oh, my God, I just can't stand this anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, no wonder you're healing from that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I just need... And I kept thinking, I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to be me. Okay. And, and I, I I didn't that let that to do that.
1: I think that's what's key here, right? Because when we aren't letting ourselves feel what we feel, we're denying a part of ourselves that honestly feels that for whatever reason. You know, whether it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) for whatever reason it's there and when we aren't letting ourselves feel it because we supposedly were supposed to know better from our LOA practice or because for whatever reason, I don't think it's in service to our true selves. Although I can hear Abraham saying your true self loves everything and everyone all the time. I can hear the way I say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's, okay, well, that's my true self, but right now I'm dealing with my human ego self. Right. So <laughs> let's
4: throw a cookie. <laughs> it's like I holding
1: something heavier. <laughs>
4: is that that balance and that duality, I mean, it's is something you know that I struggle with all the time. You know, it's like, you know, I... I don't know. I want to be that more loving self. You know, I want to be in touch with that, you know. But I, I think know. the way we get there
1: is through, right, you guys? Like, like I think that, yes, we are in service to that vision or that ideal of ourselves we want to be by letting ourselves be what we are right now, whether it's angry, resentful, sad, worried, whatever. Mhm.
0: Yeah, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd agree with that because... They also say that, um, I guess, acknowledging, acknowledging the net, the negative emotion is kind of acknowledgement of the discord that you are at some distance between you and you. And, you know, if, if your inner being or your, you know, whatever we want to call it,
5: mm-hmm.
0: is always in that happy place and we are not in that happy place, we have to acknowledge that. And then I think that's Mm -hmm. where the next best feeling thing comes in because you acknowledge it, you get comfortable with where you are, you feel it out, and then you're able to move wherever you need to move next, I think, a little more freely.
4: Isn't that what Abraham says? Free. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. I, I have experienced that many times. In fact, I've often posted on Facebook, I don't know often, but when I do post on Facebook about I'm officially having a bad day, grumble, grumble, gripe, gripe, just owning it like that, legitimately owning it, By with, it, it's gone by the time I've got, you know, the, the third comment, like, you know, some, with someone give me a suggestion about what to do about it. I'm like, oh, it's gone. All I need to do is announce it. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. legit, <laughs> past, not, not, oh, I, no, I got it under wraps now, guys. No, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Not like that. But, like, there's just something very freeing. Ming, you probably spoke to it when you said, Jeanette, you sound so free right now. I think I think that there's something to that about, you know, when Abraham says meditate or take a nap, it might also work to just go have a really good cry mm-hmm. or throw that cookie. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's whatever
4: works. You know, it's yeah. like every moment is different. You know, every person is different, and you just have to listen to what feels right in the moment for you.
1: You're right because there's a yeah. part of us that knows, and if we just no tune into that. There's no formula.
4: You know, there's yeah. there's lots of great ideas up out there, but I think it just boils down to just listening to what mm-hmm. you need to do for you in that moment. Yep. All yeah. right. Well, I was
1: halfway thinking that I was stu- I had stumbled onto a fabulous new manifesting technique to have an affirmation of hate for your ex. How <laughs> <laughs> to get what has been so elusive yeah. for years? But uh, I think the secret is just feel those damn feelings through and through the the good, mm-hmm. the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. I think mean, that's what it's all about. Um I wonder yeah. if I I had a bunch of notes on this, like 3 pages of notes. I don't think there's anything here. Ooh, there was kind of a cool quote. Uh Abraham was saying um that the woman who was saying, "Look, I'm still crying," which I know is releasing resistance, in that in this exchange, Abraham said something along the lines about how the story you tell isn't creating your mood. It's because of your mood and when we tell you to tell a different story it would be better if we said get in the mood to tell a different story because basically they're saying your story your story is a result of your mood because you all think this is Abraham again you all think we want you to tell a new story to change the mood and change the outcome we want you to receive a different story you're receiving the story that is an example of your mood or vibration and then they went on to say, basically, in order to change that mood or vibration, you have to start at the earlier stages. You've got to just withdraw momentum from what you don't want and start putting it where you do want it. And, um, and they said slowing thing, things down is a good way to do that. More massages, more feet in the water, more petting your cat, doing more stuff that feels good. That's how you mm-hmm. tend your mood, to tend that basic seed of attraction. Mm-hmm. And they said the story you tell is evidence of where you're at vibrationally.
4: Oh wow, that's great
1: mm-hmm.
5: yeah. Yeah.
4: yep and i've experienced. I was experiencing that um just taking a walk up to Brook one day it just was like um like i I was remembering what you said, Jeanette about just doing what felt good, you know, and i thought this is this is what really feels good to me at the moment i w- I've been through this very um emotional trying time, and um I was stressed for a couple of days just for some stuff, and I said, it would just, I could just chill and just walk up the brook and listen to the water and the birds, found a nice rock to sit on, and just sat there for a little while and just, you know, just be. And it was so healing. I—I—I I, 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 When I was sitting on that rock, I, that's all I could think of, it's like, oh my God, this just feels so healing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, i got to do this more often. <laughs> it feels good just to hear you describe it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. I did have one other quote here from Abraham about how sometimes you have to go through a bad neighborhood to get somewhere good.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but
1: you know at the heart of this, if Kim were on this call, I bet, and she'd probably staring clear of me because I'm in that bad a mood, but I bet um, But I was. I was then, but you know what? Just owning it. I I feel fabulous right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I know part of what Kim would say, and and I got this from her when I read her book that had the spell written in it that gave me that life changing dream, that to judge any emotion or feeling as you know positive or negative is ridiculous. They all have value. So there's no such thing as a bad feeling. When I was mm-hmm. thinking in Abraham's quote, going through a bad neighborhood, you know what? There's anger there's violence i mean okay maybe not violence there's resentment there's fear there's worry but it doesn't they're not bad necessarily like if we took our judgment off of it it might be a lot easier for us to own it um but i know that as conscious creators we i know i do this with you guys a lot and the next time i do you just might want to put me in check and say no really jeanette just hear me out on this that's the most helpful thing you can do this is not find a better feeling thought time Although it maybe it is, it, uh, the expressing what we're feeling is part of how we get to better feeling thoughts. So, I think that's definitely something I've taken away from my recent personal experiences, and this conversation has helped reinforce the wisdom of trusting ourselves and relying less on what the teachers tell us to do, and, and uh, looking to that internal wisdom about what feels better next. Mm. Mm-hmm cookies are for eating not for throwing
4: (laughs) most of the time
1: (laughs) i know i have to say i don't know about everything because i'm just like it's just it's so made me wonder like okay what's going why was this why i don't understand it but but that's one reason why i wanted to talk with you guys about it so thank you so much for contributing to this conversation does anyone have something to add that you didn't get a chance to share barbara's still in chat room hi barbara All right, well, if I get any more insights, I will be sharing them in our forum. This isn't a story I really am telling public. There will not be a blog post about this, I don't think. I hope not. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that would be good. But um, I sure appreciate being able to share it here with you all. So thanks again for tuning in tonight, and have a fabulous rest of your night.
5: Thank you. Thanks,
1: Jeanette. Bye, everyone. Big love.
5: Bye. Bye.